0: Right, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to day six of lockdown learning. We are carrying on uh, where we picked up from last week, where we started the introduction to understanding the meaning behind Kabbalah Shabbat, and we went through from and I all up into David last week and explained the the structure of it and what the 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 ideas behind it were. And what we're going to focus on this evening is Lachadudi. Now, Lachadudi is one of the most well-known. Uh, prayers or songs that we say without through the course of the the Jewish uh, Jewish week, and it is one that, oh, to be perfectly honest, I myself have never really understood it. and never really spent much time. Now, the whole of Kabbalah Shabbat in general and Lachadoi in particular is very kabbalistically inclined, and being someone who is not naturally kabbalistically inclined, it's something that I haven't really spent a a lot of time um, understanding. So I did a quite a bit of legwork on it. Um, in preparation, and it's it's quite fascinating when you start reading exactly what the motives were behind uh, the Kabbalah Shabbat and all the different chapters exactly, or the different stanzas exactly what they, um. so we're going to share some screens and uh, hopefully we'll be able to follow on together. All right, so we quoted this Gemara last week, Uh, it's a Gemara in Shabbat, it says as follows, Rabbi would wrap himself and stand towards the evening of various Shabbat and say, come let us go greet the Shabbos, Shabbos Queen. So, the idea of Shabbat Malkata, Shabbat Malka, that the Shabbos queen was something that we see Rav Chanina would do seemingly every week. Rabbi Yana would don his garment on every Shabbat and say, Come, O queen, come, O king, boy, Malka, boy, Malka. So, this idea that we're going to see is where the, so in the essence that there was this firstly, and we mentioned this last week, about the idea that we would greet the Shabbat. So, Kabbalat Shabbat is in the greeting Shabbat, so it's said before Shabbat. The idea was to greet and welcome him in the Shabbat, but this idea that we'd go out to greet Shabbat is very much in line with the the song that we sing afterwards. which is the likrat kalah Shabbat Kabbalah. Now the term l'hadudi, which L'chah from Lech, come or let's go, Dodi, my beloved, uh, likrat kalah to greet the bride, pene Shabbat Kabbalah the face of shabbat we will we will welcome kabbalat shabbat we will welcome we will greet in so the concept of dodi is something that actually comes from shir Shirin. my apologies though, there should be a source in here for shir Shirin, that in shir shirim song of songs written by king shlomo is really a a, a poem or i suppose a love story between uh, an individual who remains anonymous throughout the text and but is clearly a, a woman and who she longs for is her dodi. A Dodi, a dodi is usually an uncle, but the concept of dodi is in this context is a, is a beloved, and that's what the whole. It's about a woman who's pining for her dodi, and when will he come back? And does he come back? And there's no other like my dodi, and he loves me, and I love him. And that's what the whole of Song of Songs is. So what it isn't, and uh, the Gemara talks about it, that uh, peep, that there was a lot of controversy when they, when the rabbis wanted to include. Shira Shirim in part of the Tanakh. And one of the, one of the problems with it was it was so uh, sexual in nature. It really told of a romantic love affair between two individuals and people would misinterpret it and misconstrue it. The reality is that, and this is the way that Rashi amongst others understand, that it's the story of the love affair between the Jewish people and Hashem. And in the context there, the, the bride is the Jewish people and the Dodi is Hashem. So the term L is uh, is used it's there's come with me, let us go, my beloved, out into the field and we'll go Nalina uh, and we will we will rest. Nalin, we will rest among the kfarim. So here's the henish Shrubs. that's a safari translation, not exactly usually means a village is a kfar, but don't think in this context. So that's where the khadudi comes from. And what we're gonna see throughout every single stanza of Lukadi is that it is not just beautiful poetry that is written, but very much leaning on uh, Tanakhic quotes. So often when we go through the Torah, we are quoting verses of, uh, sorry, when we're going through the Davening, we open to the Siddur, regularly throughout the Davening, we are quoting verses that come out of Tanakh. Some of the verses from the Torah we are familiar with, so, so that's, that's easy. That we know comes straight out of the Torah. But, uh, So, we say that every morning and every night. It's also quite familiar. That comes from the Shira Yam, from the song that the Yisrael sang when they uh, went through the sea. But when we go beyond the, the Torah and we start reading into the books of the prophets, then we are, most of us are a lot less familiar with the wording. And so unless actually pointed out to us in Archgal and uh, Koran and amongst uh, most of the Sederim. now we actually have um, references exactly where these verses come from. So let's go through L'Chadudi and um, talk about, talk exactly where these references are and what exactly is the theme of Shabbat. Okay, so we're going to uh, go through, firstly, an interesting point, which if anyone ever teaches you anything about Lachadudi, is you'll know that L'Chadudi, like so many Jewish prayers are written as, as an acrostic. So if you've ever had the pleasure of attending many bar and bat mitzvahs, you no doubt hear acrostics told of the name of the bar uh, bar mitzvah. His name is Bill. So B is because he's brilliant and I is because he's intelligent, etc. So, m- so much within the Jewish literature and liturgy is also written as acrostics. Virtually every song that we sing on Shabbat the author of the you know the name of the author of the song because the uh, the acrostic of the first letter of each stanza is the name of the author. So we can see the same with uh, Lachadudi. So I've, I've, I've highlighted yes, Shamo Shin <speaking> Likrat Mikdash Hitnari Hitori Shisa Yamin Osmo and then <Hebrew> a bet. So what does that spell out? Shloma Halevi Bet. So I don't know what the bet stands for. We can just say that's an extra. But Shlomo Alevi. And who's the author? Rav Shlomo al So Shlomo al who lived in Sfat in the 1500s, mid-1500s. So he was the author of L'Khadoudi. He was a Kabbalist, a noted Kabbalist around the time of the Arizal and Rav Yosef Karo and other great rabbis that lived in Sfat. And so we know the author's name because it's written into the acrostic. So it starts off as follows. So there's a Elamayuchad Hashem Echad Hashem So this, this uh, opening stanza is actually based on a Rashi that the Ten Commandments is mentioned twice in the Torah. First in Pasha Yitro, which is in real time where we talk about it happening. And the second time in Pashad Vayetchanan in, in in Deuteronomy, where it is Moshe recalling the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai. And in both cases, it lists the Ten Commandments. But on uh, Pashat Yitro it says yom ha-shabbat You should remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And in Pashat Vaychanan, it says yom ha-shabbat You should guard the shabbat day to keep it holy. So seemingly there's a contradiction because the Torah in two different places is quoting the Ten Commandments. One is the Mitzvah of Zachor, remember, and the other is the Mitzvah of Shamor to protect. So Rashi answers it up. It says, no, really, echad, they were both given together. Something that it's impossible for us to perceive. Um, this is why Rashi says it's impossible for the human mind to appreciate. But in essence, what happened is that there was this this voice of Hashem that emanated from our Sinai was uh, that the Shamo and Zachor, that both the, Just from a Lachi point of view, Zachor all the misses of what things you should do on Shabbat. So you should do Kiddush. You should have covered and oneg, You should have you should dress properly. You should eat properly. That's all. The Zachor. shamor, are all the 39 different categories of activities that one's not allowed to do. So Shama V'Zachor ve O'Fad. What Rabbi, uh, Shlomo Alkabetz is coming, is giving us the initial commandment of Shabbat. anu. We heard it from kelame E'Uchad. From the one God. So the, it's not, there are no two gods. Hashem E'Kan okay, no U'Shem E'Chad. Hashem E'Chad U'Shem E'Chad. Our God is one. It's the Hashem E'Chad okay, U'Shem no E'Chad. Hashem is one. L'Shem U'Tziferet L'Tila. In fact, then. So, okay. So we start off. Opening chapter is, there's this mitzvah of Shabbat called Shamo V'zachor. That's chapter, stanza one. Stanza two. Also in the mitzvah of Shabbat, Likrat Shabbat L'chuven Elcha. So as we said, L'chad Likrat Kala. So too we hear, Likrat Shabbat L'chuven Elcha. Let us go and greet the Shabbat. Ki hui hi mako Because it is the source of all blessing. Merosh the Nesucha, from the olden days was chosen, last made, but first, Sof Maaseh B'machshava So Sof Maaseh B'machshava T'chila means that, uh, to quote Stephen Covey, Start with the end in mind. It means you start at the beginning, but you have the end in mind. So that's, that, this is Chazal's way of saying what Stephen Covey is saying, what Chazal intended over here. It's the last made, but first planned. Shabbat is the goal of the week. So when Hashem created the week, it wasn't that you work six days and rest on the seventh, but you work and you graduate from all six days into the seventh. And that the whole concept of Shabbat is that it is a preparation. So the six days of the week are preparation for Shabbat. Because he who prepares on Shabbat gets to eat on Shabbat. That's a concept that we see throughout the Talmud. So we got to greet Shabbat because ultimately this will be working for the whole week. Is working towards Shabbat. In fact, we one of the mitzvahs of Zachor said that the uh, Zachor, to remember Shabbat, so the mitzvah is to consistently have Shabbat on your mind. So how do we call the days of the week in uh, in Hebrew? So Sunday is Yom Rishon. But if you say it in its totality, it's Yom Rishon Shabbat. It's the first day towards Shabbat. Yom Shani Shabbat. Yom Shlishi LeShabbat. That's what these ideas are. It's that all the days work towards Shabbat. Now the Gemara in other places talks about the Yom Shekulo Shabbat. So we sing this in Yismuchu V'mar Chutracha and Shabbat. Yom Shekulo Shabbat, that we long for the day Shekulo Shabbat. That is completely Shabbat. So <coughs> the way we understand Shabbat is that Shabbat is an interruption to the week. So we're we working, working, working and Shabbat we have to stop doing all our activities and we have to rest, and then we go back to work. And it sort of allows us an opportunity to refresh, to refocus, to whatever the case, to have some spiritual nourishment. But in essence, the whole concept of Shabbat is uh, Shabbat is, a, is a, a, a process that allows us to break the week and move on. But the way it's intended is that Shabbat is an analogy, it's a muscle for what ultimately life supposed to be. Because what is life? If life is that we toil for, you know, our, our x amount of years that we are, 120 years that we are on Earth, to ultimately go towards Shabbat. So they say, Shabbat is main olam haba. That Shabbat is like the world to come. And why is it like the world to come? Because in the world to come, there's nothing to do. There's no more mitzvot to do. There's no more activities to do. Everything is done in this world. But olam sha- haba is uh, is the world to come. Is where it's like Shabbat. If you did not prepare on every Shabbat, you do not get to eat on Shabbat. If you do not prepare in this world, you're not, you eat, eat in the, you're not going to have the benefit of the next one. So what happens here, Shlomo al is we've sort of, uh, so first stands it talks about the concept. Shabbat is a mitzvah and we've got these mitzvahs, Shammu The second one says, now we have to greet it. Because ultimately this is the purpose of creation, is to head towards Shabbat. Now, let me just, I can't say it clear enough. It doesn't mean that we are working towards that. The ultimate goal of Hashem is for us to not work and to sit back and relax and dive in a shu and eat good meals and have a shloof. That's not what a goal is. That the whole concept of having this day where there's nothing to do per se is that we are refraining from activities. That's the ultimate goal. That's what it's supposed to be. But Hashem created with the end in mind. I hope that makes the whole sense. But that is that Shabbat is seen as a a vehicle, an analogy for what the world to come will be. So that is um, number two. Now we get to number three, and shift the the focus of Lachadudi is going to shift, and not only is it going to shift in the next stanza, it's going to shift until pretty much right until the end of the um, of the uh, the poem. So Mikdash Melech Ir Melucha, the Mikdash, the sanctuary, the Mikdash, the temple of the Melech Ir Melucha of the city of Kingship. Kingdom, of uh, the royal city. Arise, Kumitzi, this concept of kum and to rise up, we're going to see time and time again. Kumi yitz'i get up from the turmoil. Rav lach shevet it's enough of you, of dwelling in the valley of tears. When Hashem will have great mercy upon you and pity upon you compassionately. So now what shifts the song is that we are no longer yearning and expressing the, 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 the experience of Shabbat, but we're looking towards the Messianic era. So perhaps just for, uh, for a moment, let's just try to contextualize Shabbat in, in what it was like throughout Jewish history. So for, for the majority of our lifetimes, Shabbat has really been a day of uh, rest or a day of uh, of of uh, not having to worry about the mundanities of the world. But what it was in the ancient world is very much an escape from a very harsh reality. That not only was the majority of Jewish history we lived in ter- abject poverty, but there was fear that we lived in constant fear from pogroms, from, from the, all the different attacks that would come upon us that we lived in a very scared environment. And Shabbat was an escape from reality. It was a time where we could transform and and live with some level of hope because we are are living in this day that is that is like somewhat Shabbat, that is like somewhat heavenly because we are acting God-like. God rested on the seventh day, we resting on the seventh day. And we have to pretend as if everything's okay outside. We are living in this golden, wonderful world. Now, similar to this is the whole Pesach Seder. Completely different, but the whole Pesach Seder is that we live a Pesach Seder where we're thinking you have to lean, why? Because you need to feel free and you've got to drink wine why because wine is the beverage of free people, etc., etc. All these things we need. we need to feel free. So what do we do? We are free for tens and purposes. We are free. So we have to pretend to be slaves and then try to pretend to be free. But if you were living for the vast majority of the last 2000 Jewish history, you had to pretend that you were free. Why? Because you weren't free. So if you get just in a more recent history, if you were in the, the ghettos and now comes Pesach Seder and you're leaning, why are you leaning? Because you have to pretend that you're free even though you feel like a slave. It's Pesach is the night of freedom and therefore we pretend that we are free even though we know we are slaves. So that is an experience that Baruch Hashem, I've never had to experience but that is what the majority of Jewish history was and that's why the the Haggadah is written with that in mind is that to try and get us to feel Something that is so different from the reality. And Shabbat is exactly the same. That Shabbat is that we are living in this galut. We're living in exile. We're living in terribly harsh environment, And now is a time where we have to pretend and and, and foresee a future where life is great. Where the the temple's been rebuilt and we are living as kings in our own land. And there's no oppression and there's no anti-Semitism and we are living freely. That's where we're now shifting. So, and that, that's what Shabbat was. It was this escape. So now we turn. Where Shoma Akkabes takes us from being the point where we start, first start saying, <clears throat> you know, we can't wait for Shabbat. This Shabbat is great. It's going to be this opportunity to experience that, which is going to be the, um, um, you know, the uh, the the, 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 tachlis, the purpose of creation. And now we start talking about Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, Jerusalem is going to rise again. Dust off yourself. We've had enough time. So this is us. Because this is us. We are speaking. That Jerusalem is enough. That you've been living in the valley of tears for so long. Hashem is going to have mercy and it's going to get better. And this is the theme that's going to carry on for the rest of Lacharudi. Kidnaari meafakumi from the dust. It's like the like the phoenix from the ashes. If she big dress in splendor, and the dress in splendor here does not refer to wearing shabbos clothes, but the glory, the cover, the honor of being part of a mighty nation. That the the uh, the ben Yishai. ben Yishai is King David, Jesse's son from Beit Cover nafshi gala. As dr- redemption draws near to me, again. Looking, longing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not looking at—it's not a prayer of of hope. It's a prayer of 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 reality. It's happening now. Hitnari. It says it's not saying one day we this will happen. One day we will all be uh, free. It's saying hitnari mi So where is these from? So we're going to look now at the sources of these. So this is from Yeshaya, Isaiah. We're going to see Isaiah, Isaiah. So, Uri Uri, Livshi Uzech, Tion Livshi, Big Day Tifatech. So, Uri Uri, so we're going to see that in the next verse. Uri <speaking in Hebrew> Uri, wake up, wake up, Livshi, wear, <speaking in Hebrew> um, clothe yourself in splendor. Big Day Tifatech, that we just saw now. It's not going <speaking> to be disgracing me. <Hebrew> That's our verse that's exactly where the verse comes from so Shlomo al says it's drawn out of Yeshaya these verses of uh, uh, Jerusalem shaking off the dust, putting on donning clothes of grandeur because the ends are come lose the bonds to your neck we are, we are going we are going forward so that's the next verse hit uh, already hit already. that was the one we just did hit Hitori, awake, awake. So we just said Uri Uri. So that's Uri Uri. We just saw in Yeshaya. Hitori, Hitori, kivaorech kumiri. Your light has come. Rise up and shine. Ori Shih sing a song. Kvoda Hashem Aleich The glory of Hashem is appearing to you. Again, what is he saying? He's saying visualize it. That the the, the redemption is coming. Next verse. Lote Voshi veloti Kami. No more will we be shamed. No, shall we be humiliated? No, no reasons to be upset or downcast, downtrodden. All my people will find refuge in you. And the, the Jerusalem will be rebuilt. There's so much joy that is starting to come. So we've started from, okay, so first two paragraphs, talking about Shabbat. Next paragraph. It's the city of David is going to be rolled. Now we as people and the city itself have to awaken ourselves. We have to shake off the dust. We won't be humiliated anymore. We won't have to bow down to anyone anymore. Because Hashem is going to rebuild us. Now, what's, what's the experience going to be like? Everyone who has oppressed us, they will be gone. All our haters will be dispersed. And Hashem will have joined us. Kimsos al like one rejoices over a bride and a groom. So everything has shifted now. We've gone from, you know, downtrodden. We've been sad, we've been depressed, but no reason anymore. Now everything's great. We are, we are back on top. Hashem has rebuilt the temple. Hashem has rebuilt Yerushalayim. The humiliation is gone. We are now back in, you know, on, on top of it. That is what's happening. Right and left, we will burst forth. But Hashem taritzi, and Hashem we will now reveal our Ben and be the hand of his child of parrots. Our Ish Ben is also a So David was he was directly a descendant of Yishai. Was Ben Yishai, but his ancestor was parrots. From Tamar, Tamar and Yuda had a child, and the child was parrots. So it's Ayad Ben Paritzi. I'm not sure why I use that. So ending this part is like what joy. So, if you see the mood that that that's come through Lachadoi, is we've moved away from celebrating Shabbat to celebrating redemption, and again, not celebrating or hoping for redemption, but celebrating the actualization of redemption. That's what's happening here. So, I suppose you can look at it two ways. One is to um, look at it in a um, a, a sense that. We are picturing what Mashiach is going to be. We're picturing what the good days are going to look like. And we are trying to transport ourselves there. Or alternatively, you are saying that that's what the Shabbat experience is supposed to be. Shabbat experience is supposed to be one that where I'm sitting in the the, the ghettos or my, my, my shtetl in Poland or Russia or Lithuania or Sydney. And you're sitting there and, and on Shabbat, you close your eyes and you hear the Livy Im singing. And you hear the Kwanim Duchanin And you see the people through the streets. And you see the glory of Yerushalayim. And that is the experience of Shabbat. It's not, a, it's not one of, uh, Gee, it's really tough now. Let's, let's just make the best of it. It's trying to emotionally transport yourself to a different existence. That is what the whole Kabbalistic experience of this. And then in the final chapter, so, our final stanza. He moves back to Shabbat. Boyi So, coming in peace, crown of her husband. Gam b'simcha In in happiness and jubilation. Amidst faithful a treasure of nation. Boyi kala, mean, boyi kala. once again we welcome in the the Shabbat queen. So, the Shabbat, uh, the kala. And the, I don't know, Kalawi so Kalaz a Malka Malkaz a Kalah a Queen is a bride a bride is a queen. So we are in. So the, what what becomes fascinating is the whole stance is to start with Shabbat and then to move it from a Shabbat story into a redemption story and to help us experience that whole process. Now what what we, what, what isn't entirely clear is who we're saying this to. You know, is this um is this a prayer? Or is it, is, it a, is it a statement? So when we start off, Likrat Shabbat who's the, the Dodi? So as I mentioned that the concept Dodi in Shirashirim refers to Hashem, that we are saying to Hashem, L'cha come Hashem with us <laughs> Likrat get Shabbat. So it's us and Hashem going together to greet. Or is the Dodi referring to just uh, the guy sitting next to me? So come, <laughs> let's go and, and greet Shabbat. But what, what the, the Kabbalistic understanding over here seems to be that when we greet in Shabbat, it has so much more potential. It need not be Shabbat alone. That either, as I said, it is hoping towards the Mashiach and a messianic era, or in fact, the Shabbat experience is supposed to be that experience. That in our existence, so the way that the, the Medrash brings us out, so we say this on, uh, on our Shabbat morning Kiddush, which is actually from the Ten Commandments in Pashat Yitro. You should remember the Shabbat's day, keep it holy. Six days you should work and do. You should do all your work. So it says, what do you mean all your work? Is it possible to do all your work? It's not possible to do all your work gonna you go back to work on Sunday. So what do you mean all your work? says, there's no, you should look on Shabbat as if all your work is done. Meaning that like Hashem stopped creating on the sixth day, and from the sixth day onwards there was no more creation. All of creation was finished. So to us on the sixth day, when it comes to Shabbat, we have to we have to view it as if there's no more work. So the simile over here is that we're viewing that Mashiach is here. That that we are living in existence. Not one of slavery, not one of exile, not one of depression, but one of genuine joy because we are celebrating, we are lifting ourselves up out of the dregs of an exilic nation in living in captivity, but rather of a proud nation embracing its destiny. So that seems to be the the, the theme over here. It's an incredibly powerful uh, story. Now, I just... uh, just as another verse from Yeshaya, it's a chatan al the joy which we see is the joy the, uh, of chatan and kalah. We see um, over there as well in Yeshaya. Now, there's no, um, it's no coincidental that everything comes out of Yeshaya. Now, Yeshaya is the most uh, optimistic of the prophets, because whereas many of the prophets talk about uh, bad stuff, Yeshaya in particular is the one who all, all the prophecies that talk about. Uh, uh, turning your plows, uh, your swords into plowsheds, and the la- the wolf with the lamb, and all these nations shall know not warn to other nations, and all of these things all come out of Yeshua. Yeshua is the prophet that that tells us of the future redemption. That is the whole hub of Yeshua, uh, and that's why he is such a dominant theme in uh, Lechadudi. So, I just wanted to share. Um, one more thing, and that's a video. Now it's a video, just with a little bit of a heads up, because it's going to be in Yiddish, but with subtitles. And it's it's a it's a story that um, I heard once before I saw it uh, as live as you can see. And It's a story by Rav Salavajin, and I, th- I think it's it's incredibly powerful because what he's going to be talking about it's it's a Drosha on the avodah, the uh, the service that the kohen gadol did on Yom Kippur. But he's going to talk, tell a story about the shtetl. So hopefully you'll have it. But I will come and explain it after. So give me two, six. Let me just... Sorry, let me do that again.
1: up <laughs> So, Shabbos, goodbye, and I'll see you next week. Nein, I keep in the of the my father had given it to the gas, <laughs> Grysling Zhibrowska. And nicht not far from my father. It's <laughs> a very small town, a very Shabbos, so I going to No, I'm not going to and I said, I'm going to go to the Kampf, 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 she said that she didn't a reckon for a child. a reckon for said, a good word. She said, a a viel Material, hat er hat gesungen, getanzt und gesungen, gesungen, geschmackt. Ich stelle sage, doch auch gesehen, Mama. Na, einmal dazu ich zu mir, fragte mich, der kommt mir? Ich nein, ich meine, Entschuldigung. Also, dort der Träger von der Eisernen dort in den genauen Träger zu Arsch. Und wie der Schriftsteller schon vorgestellt hat, da hinten, da da Eine Kommode oder ein vielleicht in der Mitte nicht, aber ich habe gesagt, ich arbeite. Die bin doch jedoch Janko der Träger. Janko der Träger, der geht mit der Strieg. Entschuldigung, mit Zürich, der hat ein Zürich geholfen. Janko der Träger, ein Atlas, eine Kapotte. Mit Lacher, aber Kapotte, ein Mit der Streimel? Das sind die ganzen Vorstellungen.
0: So so I hope you gather the beauty of the story that uh, when the Rav, so when we talk about the Rav, Rav Soloveitchik, that was Rav Soloveitchik, so that when he met this uh, Chassid, he just transformed. He wasn't the porter anymore. He wasn't this poor porter. He had no money. He had a, a, a kapota that had more holes than material. But he, today he was a prince. And they, they couldn't let Shabbat go. And whereas, and it? it is for us, it's like, we'll see you next week. You know, next Shabbat, uh, six days. But for, for the people who felt it, that they couldn't let go of Shabbat. They were just singing, and singing, and singing. They didn't want Shabbat to go. Because Shabbat was something different. Um... I've never, not the to I've never, but I've hardly ever felt that sort of experience about Shabbat. But what Shlomo Alkabetz and Chadudi is trying to drive home that exact point. That Shabbat is a day of a difference. It is not a day of rest. It is a day of revival. It is a day where we um, celebrate the existence of a complete world, a complete uh, a complete universe almost. And that's what the, the prayer the song is supposed to be where we we excite ourselves that by greeting in Shabbat we are going to experience a new reality, and that 's the reality of redemption, and we celebrate that joyously and that is uh l'chadudin. so I hope that uh that um, makes a lot of sense I, I I really enjoyed preparing it to be honest um, and yeah, so if they let every, if anyone would like to unmute themselves by all means, please unmute yourself. And happy to have any questions if there are questions my spotlight any questions it's good, uh, yeah. all right everybody well yeah. to, to that end